Season 3, Episode 5 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Talking Ball Y'all. And on this episode, uh, we're going to sit down and uh, primarily be focused about football. And some people may say football. Yes, football is being played right now in March. Uh, The Alliance of American Football is going on right now. And we were able uh, to sit down and have an in-depth interview with Jason Munns uh, from the commercial appeal right there in Memphis. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take some, uh, uh, take a quick time out and hear from some of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to sit down and have an interview with Jason Munns. And we're going to talk about the league, uh, in a whole as a whole. And then we're also going to, uh, get an in-depth look about the team base right there in Memphis with the Memphis Express. So let's take a quick time out and hear from our sponsors. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. The days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone. Our friends at Bank Plus can help you save for a rainy day. Hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs. Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name, it's a promise. We're fortunate enough to be joined on the podcast today with Jason Munns, sports writer and producer for the Commercial Appeal. And Jason, it's been a long time. Glad to get back up in touch with you. Too long, in my opinion, but yes, yes, definitely, uh, definitely uh, happy to hear from you guys and, and glad to be on. Uh, and, and Jason, for, for listeners out there, we've uh, come in contact with Jason back when he was with the Hattiesburg American covering USM and a uh, friend of the podcast. Now he has moved up uh, to Memphis, uh, you know, joining the commercial appeal. And, and Jason, what I, what I really like to talk about, the, the main focus of this interview or the focus of this interview is the new uh, Alliance of American football team, uh, the Memphis Express right there. Um, how, how big is that for Memphis to be one of them eight cities uh, to be chosen for the, for the Alliance? My opinion, it's pretty big. Um, I'm not sure Memphis knows just how big it could be uh, quite yet. You know, um, they, they've struggled at the, uh, with the attendance side of things, uh, these first couple of weeks, but part of that's the weather. Um, you know, I think it was like 39 degrees for their home opener and it rained, um, like right before kickoff it rained. And, and so that's no good. And then, um, this past weekend when they hosted, uh, the San Diego fleet, uh, it looked to me like there was a, a, a smaller crowd. Now they announced 13,000. Uh, they announced 11,000 for the opener and 13,000 this past weekend. So, you know, I, 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 I think that they, you know, Memphis obviously has had some struggles. Um, the express they're one in three, they just won for the first time this past weekend. And so that doesn't help either, but yeah. So between the weather and, and the, uh, the slow start, um, I think that's got, you know, Memphis in general a little bit skeptical, but I think it could be huge. Um, you know, the, the way this league is going, they're doing they're doing and saying all the right things, and um, they're not trying to compete with the NFL, and I think that's huge. Everybody else, all these other leagues that have popped up over the years have always tried to compete 
against the NFL and the AAF is embracing the NFL and 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 it's uh, it's you know it's it's seems to be doing okay um, as far as that's concerned and and I think that's going to be a big key. Yeah, and and you and you mentioned that you know next year coming on the scene is the other league, the XFL, that made an appearance uh, years ago. Vince McMahon with the WWE, and he's tra- he's bringing that back. But you mentioned with the the AA, uh, the alliance here, the AAF, working hand in hand almost with the NFL. They, their games are on the NFL Network, and you hear you hear from the league, uh, the NFL league, the office that they're kind of you know, looking at some of these changes and rules in, in place that Bill Polian and Charlie Ebersole, the founders of the American Alliance, are trying to do with this league. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, and they'd be silly not to. They'd be foolish to uh, to, to ignore what's going on, even if, you know, I, I think I think they're smart enough to know uh, that even if you've got to keep an eye on everything. You know, you've got to keep it, your your finger on the pulse of the landscape of professional football. And so even if the uh, alliance was not doing things the right way, I think the NFL would still be paying attention. But, no, they are they are acutely dialed in. Uh, the majority of the NFL is. I'm sure there are some pockets of the NFL that, that are that – are a little more hesitant to right. uh, to buy in than others, um, but you know you've got guys like Pete Carroll, uh, Ron Rivera, um, you know uh, several other, you know a lot of other people around the NFL who have um, who have come out and and in support of the Alliance of American Football. And we learned uh, just last week that uh, one of the things that the AAF has sort of um, you know, one of the things that they pioneered, the Sky Judge, which is a ninth member of the officiating crew that's up in the press box, right. uh, that is the, the sole purpose, the sole reason why the Sky Judge is there is to correct obvious and egregious mistakes. And uh, the uh, NFL, it's been reported that the NFL is already kind of toying with the idea of adopting that, um, adopting that, that, uh, that, that point there. So, um yeah, I, I think the NFL, you know, has to pay attention uh, to what's going on and, and they would be better. Everybody would be better off if, you know, you sort of borrow ideas from other places. And, you know, again, I think I think when you do that, when you're open to other ideas and things like that, everybody's better off. Yeah, and you you mentioned the Sky Judge, basically the ninth member of the of the crew there. There's some fans down around South Mississippi and Louisiana uh, that would have loved to seen that over call with the New Orleans Saints and the St. Louis or and the Los Angeles Rams in that one. So, um, you know, we're gonna get into the team that you you know you're based right there in Memphis and cover uh, the Memphis Express, but some more around the league. How what does it say? Uh, for the Alliance, a brand-new football league. Did, they didn't have much time to get things going uh, with the little veteran draft thing they had before the season. But when you look at the Eastern Conference uh, and then the Western Conference teams, when you've got head coaches that are buying into this uh, buying into this league that come on the scene, you got Steve Spurrier down at the Orlando Apollos. you got, of course, Mike Single. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Mike Singletary, Right there with the Memphis Express, you got Mike Martz with the San Diego Fleet, uh, Rick Neuheisel, 
with the Arizona Hot Shots, and then Dennis Eckerson with the Salt Lake Stallions. I mean, these are veteran coaches, both of, uh, professional and college, some of them both. Uh, so what does that say to this league that has been that has come upon the scenes here uh, going into week five that has this kind of uh, coaching uh, stable uh, on their side? Well, I think it adds a ton of credibility um, just straight out of the gate. I mean, you, you mentioned a number of the names, Singletary, Spurrier, um, Neuheisel, Dennis Erickson, um, yeah, Mike Martz. I mean, it's 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 everybody everybody who follows football, either whether it's uh, college or pro, knows knows these names or at least have heard of them before. And uh, you know, I think it, it adds a, a a certain level of legitimacy uh, to this league. And yeah, it kind of forces people to pay attention. It's like if these guys are. You know, if these guys are bought in, then, then then maybe I should buy in too. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's definitely um, that was definitely something that uh, was key when this league was kind of getting going was uh, was getting some names that people recognize. I mean, shoot, there was uh, before uh, before uh, the season got started, the Atlanta Legends head coach was Brad Childress, who uh, was a uh, highly successful head coach for the uh, Minnesota Vikings for right. a number of years. Um, now he, he left right before the season started, uh, but, but he was involved. I mean, you had, um, you had uh, Hugh Freeze was the offensive coordinator for the Arizona hotshots before he was named head coach of the Liberty flames. Uh, so he was attached to it. Michael Vick was attached to the, to the, to the coaching staff over in Atlanta before he uh, decided to go, uh, in a different direction. So yeah, it's, it's, it's no shortage of, of, of football guys that are attached to this thing. You know, there are guys with decades and decades of experience, uh, just all across this league. And, and I say guys, it's also, there are also women as well. There's, there's three, uh, three different female assistant coaches, um, so far, uh, in, in, uh, among the eight teams. And so uh, that's that's also a big uh, point of emphasis is diversity. Yep, and when you, you talk about the, the women, the female presence, too, there on the coaching staff, but also you see them uh, with the stripes, too. There are, there's a couple of women. I know I've seen of one uh, watching the games on TV that's a part of the officiating crew as we've seen uh, the first female uh, officiate an NFL playoff game. So uh, diversity is it seems to be a big part in both the leagues and in professional sports. Without a doubt. And that's actually funny. Uh, funny we're talking about that. That's one of the stories I'm working on. They've got three female assistant coaches, full-time female assistant coaches. Uh, they've got at least two female officials and maybe three. I can't remember off the top of my head. They also have one of their uh, full-time replay officials is – is a female That's Terry right. Valenti, and um, you know, and it's it's all the way up to the league uh, to the league's front office. There's a number of females that are in in uh, high positions there, and, and and as long as we're talking about diversity, I mean, uh, right here in Memphis, the team president and the general manager and the head coach, I believe Memphis is the only team in the Alliance of American Football with. African Americans at those three top three positions within their organization, the team president, the general manager, and the head coach are all African Americans. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's something that uh, that that the AAF is uh, taking a big step forward in that regard. 
Okay, and let, uh, while we got a, a break right there, Jason, let's take a quick break and hear from, from, from some of our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll finish this interview and talk deeper about the Memphis Express. Let's take a quick break. Mugshots Grill and Bar is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Mugshots is a place with great food, good drinks, a sporty atmosphere, and prices that keep the customers coming back for more. Visit one of their 17 locations throughout Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Mugshots Grill and Bar, every sports fan's destination. Hey folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, river, roll. And we're back after that quick uh, quick timeout to hear from some of our sponsors and and joined by Jason Munn, sports writer and producer uh, for the commercial commercial appeal in Memphis. And uh, Jason, the first half of that interview, we talked about the Lions of American football in general. Uh, the second half of the interview, let's get into the Memphis Express. One and three overall on the season. The win last week, as you mentioned earlier, coming against the San Diego Fleet. Uh, and started out – you know, Rocky, of course, it was 0-3 start as uh, they got their first win last week. But a battle at quarterback position, Christian Hackenberg started the season out under center. And then we seen Zach Mettenberger come in uh, a couple weeks ago and play uh, some of the game, but then had his uh, start uh, last week. Do you see Mike Singletary, head coach uh, for the Memphis Express, do you see him sticking with Zach Mettenberger uh, going forward to finish out uh, to start week five? Oh yeah, things would things would have to get really ugly um, for him to 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 go in a different direction again. To uh, I, I mean, I think it's going to be Mettenberger the rest of the year. Um, you know, he's just he he came out. Uh, they 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 benched uh, Hackenberg in the at halftime of the of the third game of the year uh, and and. Uh, and, and inserted Zach Mettenberger. He, he really came out and performed very well. He was nine of 12 passing for 120 yards and two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. And that was, you know, that was much better than anybody could have hoped for. Uh, so he comes out last week, um, against the fleet and throws for 174 yards, one touchdown rushes for a touchdown. He had a, another rush that uh, was a two, successful two-point conversion attempt. So he didn't like, you know, he didn't throw up these gaudy numbers or anything. They were only slightly better than what he did uh, in one half um, against uh, against the Apollos. But uh, you know, he he managed the game. He didn't make any mistakes necessarily. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he he managed the game well and uh, came through in the clutch when they needed him. Um, and so. You know, if they're going to go in, a, if, if, if he would have to take a, a major step back for them to uh, to look at anybody else. The only other quarterback they have on their roster is Brandon Silvers, who uh, played at his college ball at Troy. Uh, 
So, you know, I, I think it's Mettenberger the rest of the way. Um, you know, just unless something, unless something drastic happens, like he just kind of goes in the tank or he gets hurt. Right. And then, you know, fans or, or listeners from down uh, South Mississippi, Louisiana, where we're based here in uh, Picayune, Mississippi, knows Zach Mettenberger's name real well. Went to LSU, uh, drafted by the Tennessee Titans, spent a little time with the Chargers and the Steelers. So uh, no stranger to, you know, to coming on the scene and, and, and taking the helm or, or you know, having, having a starter in front of him being benched or, or out for whatever reason and then him coming in and taking the ball and doing what's necessary to win and, as you called, manage the game. Yeah, he he talked about that um, after after uh, week three. You know, when he when he finally got a chance to play, he talked. He excuse me. He talked just a little bit about um, you know his past experiences and things not exactly going his way, um, and how he learned from that, and how he could have you know coming out of training camp and he wasn't given. Uh, the starting job. He wasn't even given the backup job. He was the third stringer coming out of training camp behind Hackenberg and Silvers. And, uh, you know, he said he could have, he could have, you know, uh, taken, taken his ball and gone home, but he, he learned from the way things went in Tennessee and San Diego and Pittsburgh. And uh, he, he, he had sort of grew from those uh, experiences and um, it's, it's paying off right now. I mean, he, he, he sort of, waited his turn and and now that he's gotten it he's doing uh, he's doing some pretty good things you know and, and head coach Mike Singletary defensive guy that, uh, people that know the name and seen uh the teams that he's had his fingerprint on uh gave the game ball correct me if I'm wrong last week to his defense and then his defense led a couple names that jumps out that edge rusher Corey Vereen and then linebacker Drew Jackson talk a little bit about the defense uh for the Memphis Express you know, they're a lot better than I think the numbers show. Um, they're next to last in total defense and scoring defense. That doesn't mean they're bad. Um, it just means that a lot of the defenses have been pretty good so far, you know, through four games in the alliance, uh, across the alliance. But um, but they're very, very opportunistic. They have, they have caused eight uh, turnovers. Uh, they've had, they've got eight takeaways through the first four games, and they had four this past week uh, against San Diego. Three fumble recoveries and an interception. Um, yeah, no, but they've been very, very good. I, I think they've been very, very good, and I think you're going to see probably three or four guys uh, not back uh, in Memphis uh, next season. Um, guys like Anthony Johnson, who's a defensive end. Um, Corey Vereen, another defensive end that you mentioned, he had two strip sacks, two key strip sacks, both in the fourth quarter uh, against San Diego this past week. Uh, Drew Jackson had 14 tackles, 13 solo tackles, 14 tackles in all, uh, four quarterback hurries, uh, four tackles for loss, one sack and one interception. He he came out of, I mean, you know, that that's that's. <laughs> right. just crazy crazy game it was it was nuts the way he played and uh yeah you mentioned uh obviously Mike Singletary is the head coach so you figure that his uh teams are going to be pretty good on defense especially at linebacker where he was just such a such a a legend uh when he played with the Chicago Bears um so yeah it's no it's no surprise that they're pretty good on defense and I think they're going to keep getting better they go to Atlanta uh, this weekend, which 
Atlanta has had some pretty significant struggles on offense. Now we'll see how that plays out uh, now that they've got Aaron Murray uh, running the show at quarterback. But uh, And then after that, they go to Salt Lake City to face the Stallions, which is another team that um, has not fared very well on offense. So I think I think a turnaround is um, is 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 pretty uh, likely to happen. I think their their fortunes are going to get better, and uh, that's going to be in large part because of the defense. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, when you were talking right there about some guys not being back. Uh, talk a little bit about you know we talked about the 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 alliance as a whole in the first part of the interview now we're talking about the team that you covered right there based in memphis with the memphis express but kind of it's tying it all together this is uh kind of like some guys second chances or maybe they didn't get that chance the first time for a team from the nfl to look at these players and either bring them in the camp and look at them for a second time that maybe it didn't work out or as i just mentioned to bring them in for a very first time that some didn't get uh, drafted or even get a look at the the first time they tried to to go through the process. Yeah, I mean, I would say most of these guys had some sort of shot, whether they were drafted and it didn't work out, or they uh, were undrafted free agents or got rick, rookie minicamp tryouts, uh, tryout invitations. I think on some level, most of these guys got some sort of uh, sniff. Uh, around the NFL at one point or another. Um, you know, you're talking about guys like Anthony Johnson. He spent some time with the Jets. Um, you know, Sam Montgomery, Julius Wormsley is a defensive tackle who played some for the Dolphins, um, and he's playing really well right now as well, even though he missed his past game with an injury. Uh, but, yeah, no, they, they've, they've all, uh, you know, at some point or another uh, been given some sort of look some made it further than others, um, but uh, yeah, you know, guys like uh, Channing Stribling is a defensive back who played at Michigan, who I think he has had a really, really good start to the season and could very well uh, play himself into another uh, chance, a second chance uh, in the NFL. Um, trying to think off the top of my head, Terrell Bonds has played well as another defensive back. Uh, Jeremy Cotrere, who played his college ball at Middle Tennessee State, um, has played has played very very well. So, uh, you know, I, I do think there are some on the uh, on the offensive side who um, have who, who who will warrant some attention from NFL teams, but the bulk of it's going to come from the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and you know, and that and that shows too. Like I said, or you mentioned too, Mike Singletary, uh, defensive guy as well so you expect his defenses to be uh true to uh his word and, and his coaches uh right there on the defensive side so as you mentioned the memphis express i think they traveling to atlanta am, am i right for sunday at three o'clock that's right yep they're going to uh the old turner field which is now georgia state stadium and it's a uh, three o'clock i always have to stop myself it's not a three o'clock kickoff it's a three o'clock first snap that's right <laughs> uh yeah it's a three o'clock first snap and uh or i guess to me everybody everybody always wants to know is it you know what do you call the beginning of the game is it 
is it just the the start time? Is it first snap? Whatever. To me, first snap sounds too much like first pitch, and that's baseball. Uh, I like to go with snap off. I think that's there you that's, go. Uh, it sounds painful, but uh, <laughs> but but I kind of you know if, if we're going kickoff and trying to keep with the same football uh, football theme, then I think snap off is probably more accurate. But yeah, three o'clock snap off on CBS Sports Network. Um, against the Atlanta legends who also just got their first win in, in team history uh, last week. Um, they beat, uh, I'm trying to remember, did they beat the San Antonio commanders? I believe I, it I was. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Beat them 14 to 11 with a late field goal. Um, and Aaron Murray is, is now their quarterback. It had been, it had been Matt Sims, uh, son of Phil Sims, but he got uh, banged up pretty good. I think his, the pinky on his throwing hand got, mangled pretty good so he's uh he's out i believe and that and then you know they, they've they've gone to back up aaron murray who played at georgia and uh is the all-time leading passer in sec history still and uh you know that's that's pretty impressive um and that's that's who uh that's who memphis is going to have to go, uh, go up against and then of course at running back they've got denard robinson everybody remembers right. mr robinson from uh his days at michigan so um you know it, it ought to be a good game uh, despite the records it's two one and three teams but i think it's still gonna be a good game well and you mentioned two one and three teams and we'll kind of you know go into this as we wrap up this interview but two one and three records but memphis sitting there at one and three if they can get a win this week then they turn around and play the salt lake uh stallions who currently set at one and three so they can make their way up you know have some have some help up there in the eastern conference with birmingham um you know maybe dropping a game if they if they you know get that chance here and there but you got the apollo setting up at top of four and oh with the under the direction of steve spurrier yeah, for sure. You know, Memphis, the toughest part of their schedule, they've already played it. They, they, they started out at Birmingham, which we know they're three and one. They just got, suffered their first loss this past week. Um, and then they got the Arizona Hotshots, uh, who have been pretty good, uh, lost to them at home and then lost to the Apollos. It's the only undefeated team left in the AAF. Uh, so the toughest part of their schedule is, is you know, is, is they're through it and and they didn't you know they lost those games but they uh they only so they, they lost 26 nothing to the iron uh, in birmingham in game one uh but that game was only nine to nothing going into the fourth quarter you know it wasn't like they were getting blown out the majority of the game that was that was something that got out of hand late and then they lost to the hot shots by two points uh at home and then lost to the uh, lost to the apollos by four um the next week. So it's not like they're getting blown out, right. but, uh, you know, if they, if they can go into Atlanta and then, and then go into Salt Lake and get a couple of wins, you're looking at being three, and three and three, uh, and the iron have a big game this weekend against Orlando. As a matter of fact, uh, the two best teams considered the two best teams in the entire league. And, you know, if Orlando can knock off Birmingham, uh, they'll be sitting at three and two and, if Memphis can get a win, they'll be at two and three right there, knocking right. on the door of getting back into the playoff race. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun, fun to watch. Yeah, and and Jason, r- real quick, how does that? How does the playoff uh, gonna going to go? Are they going to take the top two from each conference and then do it? How is that going to work with four teams uh, in each conference? That's it. Yep, it's the top two teams. Uh, you get the first place and second place team from the Eastern Conference will uh, play each other. 
and uh, the one two teams from the uh, from the Western Conference will okay. play each other, and then the winners will meet in the championship games. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to catch Steve Spurrier in Orlando uh, in the Eastern Conference. So um, you know, I think Memphis's best shot is hoping that the iron kind of fall off, and uh, and you know they they sort of steady themselves, which I think is what's going to happen. I think, uh, of course, they have to play. Um, I think Memphis uh, Memphis has to play Orlando one more time. Also, have to play Birmingham one more time. But uh, I think I think they're getting better, and I think they're going to. Uh, they get both those teams at home actually uh, later on this season. So I think the odds are in their favor to sort of right the ship. And and Jason, tell everybody, uh, tell our listeners where they can. Uh, where they can find you for all of the Memphis Express uh, news for the Alliance of American Football. Uh, everything I do is on commercialappeal.com. Uh, that's that's our that's our main website, but you can also follow me on uh, social media on Twitter. It's at Munsley. I don't know if uh, anybody remembers remembers that, <laughs> uh, but we'll remind them. Uh, yeah, it's still the same old same old Twitter account, but uh, it's it's mostly AAF most of the time so um if anybody's interested then that's then that's where uh that's where they should follow me well you know in the season of baseball right now and uh, getting kicked up and basketball winding down we still have football so the american of uh, american alliance or the alliance of american football is uh up and going and uh jason we appreciate your time on the podcast and we look forward to hearing from you again uh maybe as the memphis express uh make a run toward the championship well, hey, I really appreciate you for having me on, and uh, and and yeah, well, well I'm I'm available anytime. I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.